The views and opinions shared by They Might Be Toxic hosts, guests, or sponsors are those of each contributor and do not necessarily express the official view of the brand. We are not doctors, and this podcast should not be mistaken for therapy. Nothing expressed in this content is intended to malign or harm any party or person. We are simply here to discuss and dissect our toxic relationships and to learn about yours. Welcome to episode one of They Might Be Toxic, a podcast about toxic relationships. In this episode, Pilar and I will discuss how we discovered narcissism in our own lives and relationships and share a few personal stories about why we started this project. Welcome to the podcast. For me, wow, like the first relationship where I actually learned any of this crazy language of narcissism and talk, you know, the, the toxic abuse relationship, I was uh, on and off and mostly happens during the discard, right? <laughs> like, you know, when you're going through that, there's like this hot, like amazing relationship. You're like, oh yeah, that's the one. And then, you know, four months in and you're like, you know, out of the blue, they disappear and they're dating some new girl that, you know, next week it was during the discard that I discovered the narcissism. And I think I must've gotten on YouTube and watched a video. You know how it is. You put some kind of relationship question into YouTube. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, why does this sound so familiar? Like she's like talking about a script that just happened like in succession. And you realize that it it almost is a scripted set of behaviors. And then you slowly start seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Like you're seeing ghosts. But in your case, like, did you know that you were being abused? Like, at least in my case, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't have a name for it. He was, we not, we never got close enough for him to be abusive. Um, it was more the behavior he was controlling with our time of, you know, he lived out of town so he could control how much time we had together. And it was great when we were around each other. And then it was the everyday good morning and the, you know, all day texting and all the time, you know, wanting each other. So it was that like really hot intensity. And then he would disappear for, a, you know, day, a couple days at a time and then a week, you know, and then it just started getting longer. And it was crazy because literally the discard happened after we had like a four day weekend together, like in person, like his sister was out of town. We stayed at her place. And then right when he got home, like he started dating someone else. And did he tell you about it or he just. No. Just go sit you. I am not ready for a relationship right now. Oh, after spending three days with you? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, several months. So, yeah, it was just like, and it happened so fast. I was just like, I didn't really understand what happened. And, you know, because he was a, a recovered addict when I was seeing him, he hadn't started using at that time. He used all of the AA narcissism playbook, right? not supposed to be in a relationship and to blah, 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 you know, but no problem if I go get in this new relationship, but just, you know, not you, not you so intense (laughs) and I have feelings for you, but I'm going to go fuck someone else. That's perfectly fine. Uh, I think they're addicted to that first stage, you know, I'm addicted to it. I am Pilar. That's what sucks is like, I have had to discover that like, if someone comes along and they are like mentally healthy and it's like a slow burn, I'm so bored. 
I crave that stupid, crazy intensity like drugs. And the thing that you learn is that your brain gets addicted to the chemistry of the roller coaster and you do love it. Yeah.